Welcome to the Project Future podcast for people looking to launch and build their own amazing business with me, Rob Kerr. A few years ago, I asked myself, how can people considering starting a business be confident they are making the right decision and how can they improve their chances of success? The answer has become my book titled Project Future, Six Steps to Success as Your Own Boss. A Facebook group called the Project Future Club, where we support each other to launch and build our own amazing businesses. And this podcast, where every Tuesday, a business owner shares their story, including great tips about what to do and what not to do when launching or growing a business to empower you to make better decisions on your own journey. You'll find the show notes and transcripts at robkerr.co.uk. So in these uncertain times, if starting a business could be the right option for you and your family, read the book, join the Facebook group and enjoy the show. Now let's move on to this week's episode. Hello and welcome to episode 15 of the Project Future podcast. In this episode, I speak with an author and leadership and life coach, Sue Belton. After giving birth to her daughter, Sue realised she wanted something different from life and took redundancy from her successful media career. Sue saw value in a coaching session she received from Judy Rich and then went on to learn more about coaching and started her own business. Sue specialises in developing ambitious professionals to lead and live by design, not default, and works with both organisation-sponsored and private clients who want to step up and consciously design the next phase of their leadership and lives. Since 2008, hundreds of professionals have followed her unique method that combines the principles of neuroscience, mindfulness, and practical coaching techniques. Her book, Change Your Life in Five, was an instant sellout on Amazon. Sue lives in London with her teenage daughter, is an advocate of early morning routines, and an avid amateur birdwatcher. In this episode, Sue explains how she shifted her mindset from that of employee to entrepreneur, how she hustled for clients in a variety of scenarios, the key connections to make before starting your own business, reasons why you shouldn't set up a business, and how she's adjusted her offering since COVID. Sue's best advice is to get a complete handle on what your fears, limiting beliefs, and any self-belief issues are. Let's have a listen. Hi, Sue. Welcome to the show. Hello. It's great to have you here today. And of course, you're a contributor to Project Future. I am. I am. That's my first book of the year. There you go. <laughs> it's many people's first book of the year, which is which is quite an exciting thing, including my publisher. So it's, uh, yeah, it's very much nice to be an early in 2021, which hopefully is going to be a fabulous year. So I'd love for you to start by explaining a bit about your background and mm. how you got started in what you do. Mm. So, well, currently I'm a a leadership and career coach, but my background was I was a TV producer for the BBC for 14 years, Um, loved it, made loads of documentaries in women's prisons, in strip clubs, in all sorts of weird and wonderful places. It was a fantastic um, career and, you know, it was my dream career at the time. But when I had my daughter, um, everything changed for me. I know it's a cliche, but long story very long story short i had a disastrous return to work i had postnatal depression officially lots of anxiety ocd terrible return to work and then redundancies came along and i always joke i was probably one of the first people i might have been the first person to get on the phone and say i want it um and at that point i didn't know what i wanted to do i just knew what i couldn't bear to do anymore 
So that's that was the beginning of my journey. And I was lucky enough to have a session with a fantastic coach called Judy Rich, who's now a dear friend. And within that session, she took me from a place of absolute hopelessness, despair, you know, and all the anxiety to a place of seeing actually um, having some hope, but also, and most importantly for me, seeing that what I could do about it, seeing the choices I did actually have moving forward. And that's what kicked it all off. It's really interesting, isn't it? I think it can be so difficult sometimes to to see the, the the breadth of options that are out there and and also to kind of reflect on what it is that you have done and how some of that can be channeled to move forwards yeah Robert and I think actually uh, even more important that is to see that internally you have a choice so we often think we're stuck and this is the way it is and it's that internal shift that changes everything that realizing that whatever goes on out there especially now during these times you always always have a choice as to how you respond to it that was the game changer for me no that's fascinating and i think the you know the coaching industry now as it were has has really developed over the last kind of decade or so and the the opportunities that the internet kind of offers to get visibility and you know all of that kind of great stuff but how was it when you when you first started and indeed how did you start to get those initial clients well it was a very very different world um <laughs> there wasn't zoom that's that's for a start um there wasn't so much social media i don't think there was instagram there was facebook and that was it really so things have changed a lot and hugely. I mean, I think there's still a stigma around the word life coach. Um, so I think there's still stigma around it. But now and even back then, there were just a whole load of courses. Um, luckily, as a former journalist, I did massive due diligence and found a very top quality one. Um, but in terms of, you know, I was an employee through and through. And I had massive fears about even going, I wouldn't even dare go freelance because I had this limiting belief that comes from my background, how I was raised in terms of, you know, you've got to have an income. You've got to have a stable income monthly coming in. So don't dare to step outside of that and branch out on your own. So I never had that entrepreneurial mindset. So for me, starting a business and get going out and getting my own clients was absolutely terrifying. Yeah, I, I completely empathise with you, and it's it's a huge mindset shift. And you know, throughout my twenties, I never once considered starting a business. You know, I studied business at university, and I, I didn't do anything entrepreneurial during that time. So it's it's absolutely the conditioning, the kind of the the, the, the education side of things. And it can be a, a huge variation to instead of looking for a job maybe once every two, three, five, ten years, to actually have to go out there and, and try and pitch yourself and promote yourself to to clients on a, a much more regular basis than that, you know, is as and not have that clarity of of income and you know what will be there in six months' time and all that kind of future planning that you can that you can take place if you've got a set salary. So yeah, it's 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 fascinating, isn't it? And and it takes a, a big a big mental jump. Not only that, but I coach and mentor new coaches going through their training. And being a coach is very different from being an entrepreneur. And you have to wear both hats. And and this is what I see with a lot of new business owners, the lovely, gorgeous work that they want to do, they've also got to be an entrepreneur and look after the business of things. 
So I think it's it's a re- it can be a real shock to a lot of people about what's actually involved and the mechanics of running a business. Yeah, absolutely. I say certainly in my own case, it was a, it was a good two years before I felt comfortable as a business owner. You know, and, and I think it can be it can be longer than that. And for some people, it never quite works. So how did things go? So you you started you you got clarity that that was your field. So how how did you progress from there? I look. I basically started hustling for clients while I was in my training. <laughs> you know. <laughs> Classic me, I'm a real doer, a bit of a workaholic, you know, still working on that. But I started hustling for clients right from the beginning of my training. I made sure I got a great coach because I've always wanted to be the best, excellence, all of that kind of stuff is a high value of mine. Um, And I started hustling for clients right from the beginning. When I say hustling, that really is tapping into my existing networks. I lived and breathed it. You know, I picked up clients at bus stops you know, anywhere, any kind of situation, um, I was picking up clients and I was doing that consciously, but also because I was massively passionate. I, you know, I had this amazing new thing that was changing my life and I wanted to share it, you know, so I think you've got to have that and it's got to be authentic and real and you've got to really, I'll put it nicely, be passionate about what you're doing. So that's how I did it. Yeah, I I think that's a great point. And on that note, if you do have that passion for something, then that's going to attract the right type of customer as well, isn't it? It's going to attract the people that that see you as the solution to the problem that they have. So I I think it works on both sides, doesn't it? There's, There's having that extra something to say, yes, I believe in what I'm looking to do. But then it's also making people else, other people accept that, yeah, that this is the solution. You know, so I, I think it works both ways. Yeah, and not only the solution piece, but I always go up a level beyond that first. And it's the old cliche of, you know, you've got to connect with your why. Why are you doing this? Why is this important? What does it mean to you? Because unless you get clear on that and on the vision and your values and what this is all about, you may as well just stay as an employee. That's I really believe that. Don't don't set up your own business unless you care deeply about the service or product you're offering, just stay as an employee. Don't do it because it, it will be impossible, I think. No, I agree. I think it's uh, that that's absolutely key. There has to be a reason behind it. And I think having that clarity before making the decision is is so important because otherwise it could be a, a lot of pain <laughs> that follows if, if that hasn't been considered beforehand. So who are your clients? Where, where do you, who do you tend to work with? Yeah, so look, I work with a personality type, actually. So it's basically me as coaches, whether they know it or not, or even admit it or not, you tend to coach yourself. So I tend to coach people who are at midlife. So you know, that mid 30s to mid 40s point, super um, successful, ambitious, they've achieved a load in their career, chosen career, but they're at that point where they want more. They want more meaning, They want more time and space. Um, Often they want to leave a legacy. And if I'm working with the organization, they often, they're wanting to step up into the next level. So when I work with the corporate clients, it's they're wanting to step up into the next level of their leadership. And often they need some emotional intelligence coaching. But whatever setting they're in, 
it's usually they're wanting to take the next level up, have more impact in the world, and then deal with, you know, lack of work-life balance, <laughs> workaholism, imposter syndrome, all of the big mindset stuff underneath. And as part of that, I really do a lot of life purpose impact work as well. So that's my person. Does that, is that clear? Is that who they yeah. are? Yeah, that's clear. That's very clear. And I think the, the imposter syndrome is, is something that I think a lot of people listening will relate to. So how would you summarize the work that you do on, on imposter syndrome and, and, and how, how people can get over it? Yeah, I look for nearly every single one of my clients, self-belief and or imposter syndrome. It's a, it's a piece of work to be done. And it is the big one that if you, you know, it's a big mindset piece. If you shift that, you basically you can do anything. So it's hugely important. Um, and the way I work with that is I really, you know, firstly get them to identify it. So we identify that self-imposter voice or that lack of self-belief voice. We do various work around separating that out. So the first piece is getting really conscious and clear about that. Separating it out and then replacing that gently and with compassion with a much more adult um, an adult voice because often the self-imposter lack of self-belief it's a, it's a child part of you you know it's an old wounded unmet need part of you um, and then I mean actually the three best questions I get people to work with and I've done this myself Rob because it's one of my issues it's to really start checking in and asking those adult sense check questions such as you know are you really unable to do that are you sure you have no experience? You know, haven't you actually done something like this before? It's really questioning that self-imposter voice because it can get a real grip on you and really hold you back in your life. Yeah, you know, knowing your work as, as well as I do, I think part of that comes into celebrating successes, doesn't it? And, mm. you know, and, and factoring those in because it can be so often to just move on to the next thing quickly move on move on and not celebrate success yeah absolutely oh, god you have you've been reading my book Rob <laughs> <laughs> we'll come on to that chapter. yeah I have a whole <laughs> chapter on this yeah really acknowledging who you are right here right now the qualities and skills you have right here right now because when you have imposter syndrome you dismiss all of the facts and all of the evidence that actually will tell you you've done this before you already got this kind of experience. Look at what you've done, X, Y, Z. When you have something like imposter syndrome, you dismiss all of that and you go to this real place of sheer terror. So the celebration, the acknowledgement of your qualities and skills and achievements is hugely, hugely important. And it's something I actually have to train clients in all the time because in our British civilization, we do not have a culture of this. And it's not taught in schools. And actually, it's it's seen as quite a shameful thing. You know, as, as children, we're told messages such as, you know, oh, you've got such a big head. Don't get too big for your boots. Oh, you're such a show off. Yep. You know, all of those kind of phrases, they go in. And as children, we want to belong and be loved. And so we push all that stuff down. Yeah, they go in and stay in, don't they? And and I think it's, you know, even in the workplace, it's it's so easy to just move on. You know, as a project manager, you know, I, I've lost count of the amount of times that we've completed a project, moved on to the next one, literally Friday, Monday. You, you may have some uh, celebratory drinks or some pizzas or something like that, 
but that's as far as it goes and then it's move on to the next project move on to the next project yeah and it's in that space in gestalt organizational therapy it's a mouthful they call that the (laughs) fertile void yeah because it's in that space if you just sit in that and really like you say acknowledge celebrate and just be with it all sorts of creative ideas and learnings come up so it's such a shame Fortunately, you know, we have people like you working on this to, to, to help give people that clarity and to, and to help them move forwards. So you touched on your book. So it's mm-hmm. uh, I love your book. I think it's wonderful. Oh. And I, I'd like you to, uh, if you don't mind, share a little bit about it, what the inspiration was behind it, uh, what it's about and indeed what it's done for your business. Yeah. Um, so my book, Change Your Life in Five, and it's practical steps to making meaningful changes in your life. And how this came about is, I, it's a leadership quest, it's known as actually. I did a leadership program over a year, about six, six years ago, really big piece of self-development. And as part of that, I was determined to bring all of the coaching tools, all the stuff I was learning to the mainstream. So I'm really passionate about getting, you know, all of this information, this self-development work just out into the mainstream so that anyone can pick that up and find out all of this fabulous stuff, which will have them living from a place of conscious choice. So that conscious choice just basically means, you know, they're not being run by the conditioned rules they were told as children, you know, what you can do, what you can't do, what you should do. That's what it's about. Uh, And that's what I wanted to do. And I just cracked on and did that. So I Googled, you know, how to write a self-help book. And I basically just did it, you know, 30 minutes on my laptops most mornings. And I was about to self-publish, actually, when um, a publisher got in contact with me and she'd seen my Change Your Life in Five videos, video blogs. And she got it and um, she liked it and she wanted to take me to London Book Fair, which she did. And that's how I got the deal. Oh, that's amazing. So and that shows the value in publishing some of the other work that you do as well. Because if you hadn't published those those vlogs, then the opportunity wouldn't have come up to get the publishing deal. Yeah. And again, the videos were just I just want to get this stuff out. All these little nuggets of things. I just want to get them out into the mainstream you know, so people can just watch a two minute video and get a piece of information. And again, just for that information, so they can start living from a place of conscious choice. That's it. Absolutely. So it's called Change Your Life in Five. What are the five steps within the book? Oh, well, you, I know you like this because I know you especially like the clarity piece. I do. Um, <laughs> so the first, yeah, the first Oh, actually, I'll, I'll, uh, I just pulled my book off the shelf. You can't see me, but this is, it's a one liner of each. So the first chapter is clarify. So that's about clarifying what's really important to you. You know, your values and your purpose. Remember that, you know, your why, why it's important to you. The second chapter is conquer. So this is about conquering those self-sabotaging voices, those fears and those doubts and connecting you with a wiser voice that's already within you. So it's giving you access to that old wise voice. Choose. And that's about creating new perspectives, new ways of thinking, behaving, creating those new neural pathways in your brain. You know, you can teach an old dog new tricks. Even at my age, you can celebrate and that is the one you were talking about so that's celebrating your achievements your qualities and your skills 
and how to beat imposter syndrome. So there's a great little section there on imposter syndrome. And that was a new chapter that I completely wrote into the book. And then commit, which is about putting yourself first, um, self-care, reducing stress and anxiety. And that within that section, I talk about morning routines, how to set them out. I share my own because I'm a huge advocate of those and mindfulness. That's fabulous. It really is. And I think for anybody that's thinking about doing something different with their life, whether that is starting a business, as most of this audience are, of course, but I, I think it's so useful. And to, to be able to step, take that step back and really think about the why, I, I think is so important. And, you know, as we move forwards through this decade and beyond these things and having that focus on yourself as an individual and where you fit into the bigger picture, to the tapestry of, uh, of the everything else that's going on around it. Um, so, no, I think that's wonderful, Sue. I really do. Oh, thank you. So you live in London, like I do, of course, and clearly with COVID, you know, there's a big audience on our doorstep, but geography has almost become irrelevant over the last year. So how has your business changed since you've, well, since COVID effectively? Yeah, well, I'm completely all remote working, um, both myself, but also my clients. So I am coaching all of my clients either through Zoom or Teams or Google. In terms of, you know, the back end and products and website and all of that, I did update um, in line, you know, I really did change my messaging, really responded to what was going on out there. And just initially in the initial days, you know, the initial couple of months, I just made a decision um, to just be more visible and just give value. I think that was what happened for me. And that was, you know, in response to my own situation and those that I was hearing with my clients about what they were dealing with. So I just started doing lives and just um, just from my own experience, giving tips again, you know, just tips, tools that I knew, especially around how to deal and manage with anxiety and fear. Yeah. And that was how we first came across you, of course. So my wife was um, she attended a webinar that was about doing video conferences effectively. Um, so when you spoke about all those great things about getting the lighting right or the background behind you, all of that kind of stuff. And uh, um, we loved it. I just happened to be in the room at the time and it, it piqued oh, no, my interest. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> she said, it piqued, yeah. piqued my interest. And I, I thought, well, I need to listen to this. And uh, yeah, that, that must have been in about April. Um, March, April time, and, oh, and and clearly that's. But that was right at the start. That was right at the time when people were first starting to move online, and and indeed to think about putting their video on because so often people do conference calls but wouldn't necessarily put the video on. But when you don't see your colleagues from one month to the next, suddenly you know, the video component of of those calls became so much more important. So yeah. at, at the time, that was that was so key, and I, I could absolutely see you know, why you decided to do that webinar at that time. So, so we could talk all day, <laughs> but, I, <laughs> but I'd, I'd love, there's four questions I ask every guest at the end of the show. So I'd love to know what your best piece of advice is for somebody um, who's thinking about starting their own business. Yeah, absolutely. Number one is get, get a complete handle on what your fears, your limiting beliefs and any self-belief issues you have are. Get a handle on that. Do some work on that. It will be the best investment you ever make. 
And I'm not saying come and coach with me necessarily, but I'm saying do some work, whether that's with a therapist, a counsellor, a coach, um, courses, focus on that first, because that is the biggest thing that will make or break you. Yeah, that's fascinating, isn't it? And I, I think it really is the, it really is key. It, it's having that starting point and knowing why you've why you've got to where you are and how you can move forwards. Uh, I think it's it's so so vital. So, no, really great point. And what do you know now that you wish you knew when you started your business? The importance of self care and um, the effects of workaholism. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I I, I laugh, but it's 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 so true. And you know, yeah, I, I think it's as as your own boss, it can be so hard not to switch off. I think. Yeah, and I think as your own boss, it's any kind of workaholism tendencies, not being able to say no. They're all exacerbated by being your own boss um because there's no one else to stop you and we often I work with clients who often blame the culture the system they're working in but when they leave to go and work in another culture oh surprise it's still there and it's our internal pressures that we put on ourselves and our internal resistance to taking care of ourselves again that's the key yeah no it's 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 really really useful advice the third question is what's the best resource you'd recommend so be it a, a, a book a podcast um, a website, a magazine article, anything you've come across that is, would be really useful. Well, I've written down your book, Rob, and I mean that. <laughs> Thank you. I have. I, have. <laughs> I do, because like, you know, that's why we're speaking on here, because what I believe in is very aligned with what you're doing in the book. Um, and I think your process that you've set out is hugely valuable. So it is looking at the deeper things, but also then looking at the process parts. So, yeah. yeah. I'm keeping it in. Thank you. I can't argue with that. Um, <laughs> I'm a little bit, a little bit embarrassed, but it's, uh, but, but no, thank you. And I say that's, I wrote the book for this purpose. Um, so, yeah, I'm, I'm glad you see value in it, and I'm delighted to have you in it as a contributor uh, as well. So it's, um, yeah, I'm not too sure what to say. I'm blushing. I'm blushing here. <laughs> receive, receive, and celebrate. <laughs> thank you so much. And and finally, on the questions, then, is there a guest you'd recommend uh, to come on a future episode of the show? Absolutely. Sophie Brown, who is actually a friend of mine, but she's a former CFO and she advises entrepreneurs on financing. So the, biz, the, the finances that will support their business and also funding. And she has actually made me love spreadsheets and see the value of spreadsheets. And I hate <laughs> hate spreadsheets and detail I hated all that stuff but in yeah. terms of running your own business you need to be on top of your finances that's an essential and she is fantastic not just that that stuff but also she's very good she actually coaches me she's very good at holding you in that because there's a lot of shame and we've all got all got money mindset issues all sorts of stuff she's very good at the holding of the person in that process she's fabulous Fantastic. Well, I'd love an introduction and to get her on a future episode of the show. That's, that's yeah, great. Thank great. you so much. She's great. And just finally, then, before we before we finish, if people want to know more about you and to get in touch with you, how can they do that? It's all on my website, suebelton.com. Brilliant. Nice and slick.
Um, okay, well, thank you so much. It's been great fun talking with you today, and uh, you've, you've, provi you've provided a huge amount of value. So, so thank you so much. You're welcome. I hope you enjoyed today's episode. I certainly did, and I love how direct and to the point Sue is. Some of the issues she raises are just behind our consciousness on a daily basis, and taking that step back and ensuring you live from conscious choice, as Sue puts it, can make all the difference as to whether you live a happy, successful and satisfied life, or indeed otherwise. As you heard, I was quite humbled when Sue referenced my book, Project Future Six Steps to Success as Your Own Boss, as her recommended resource. I wasn't expecting that at all, but I have learned to embrace it, and seven weeks after the book was published, it's been an honour to receive such feedback, including from someone recently who's had their business for over 20 years and still got value from the book. So whether you're at the very start of your journey or at a more advanced stage, do give it a read. Equally, I can vouch for Sue's book, Change Your Life in Five. It's incredibly powerful and will help you to clarify, conquer, choose, celebrate and commit in order to significantly change your path. On next week's episode, I speak with the brilliant Grant Aspland on Swinging for the Fence. So please subscribe to get notified of this on Tuesday morning. It's another conversation where I had no idea what to expect and it's not to be missed. Thank you for listening. Until next time, keep launching and building those amazing businesses that give you satisfaction and balance.